Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. G'day viewers, welcome to Radio Hot Lab episode 138, the first show of the new decade and I'm joined here today in sunny Port Macquarie on the river at a lovely uh, restaurant, George Medici. How are you mate? Very well thanks mate, 138, it seems like it was only yesterday 130, you must be pumping out uh, uh, your, your usual goodness ever faster than ever. Oh mate, you know whenever there's a drink there's a story. <laughs> We haven't, we haven't had a chat to you really since um, early in the year. No, it was the end of last year. Yeah, it was, I think it was Mount Buller that we last 2008. had a chat. 2008. Yep. And, and in uh, fact, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I, was a, I was a bit, I was half cut, made a bit of a twat of myself, but that's the way it goes. Well, it didn't seem to matter. You uh, won the event. Um, it's a pity that you didn't have the opportunity to go back and defend your, your honour there, but you made up for it at... Uh, at, at Homebush by, by braining them there in the Utes. Yeah, well, it was a, it was either or, you know. It's like, you know, they they uh, scheduled um, Buller the same weekend as Homebush, and and to be honest, if they hadn't, I would have been there. Um, but uh, you know, like, like you said, Hardy, we had a good weekend in the Ute at Homebush, and everything sort of uh, went really well for us. And and you know, from the time we rolled out of the truck, it was it was quick. So you know, it was one of those weekends where everything just clicks together, and you know, I had a, I had a blast. You seemed like you did a, a. I saw the TV coverage and you sort of said, "Look, we've done our homework there." Had you really gone and sort of learnt the track pretty well? Yeah, yeah. We we, we made some. Um, we did a couple of test days at Eastern Creek uh, prior to the event, um, and we actually had a setup on it which wasn't ideal for Eastern Creek for the car. Um, but you could tell in the, the, the couple of the corners that were very similar to what we would be racing at Homebush that the car was really working. So high speed, it was high speed the car was a bit of a dog really um, but you know you, you you'd live with it because you know that there's not much high speed happening at, at Homebush and and the, the fact that the car was working in the slower speeds was bode really well for us so we sort of kept the focus kept an eye on Homebush rather than going quick at the track that we were testing at um, and then yeah I went out and spent sort of a full day and a half really I probably did uh, four or uh, probably did six or seven laps in the car and then walked it three times and went around making notes and everything and, and when you know the track that well before you roll out you know you know what to expect you know where the bumps are and all that sort of stuff and it gives you a bit of a head start and the guys that don't sort of research it as hard you know if you're going out and finding out there's a bump in that braking zone as you're doing it then you know you're, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball a bit so yeah no the, the like they say luck is where preparation meets opportunity <laughs> I've heard that one before. That's yeah. a good line. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. My old man taught me that. Oh, yeah, right. Eh? It's, a, it's a bit highbrow for this uh, yeah. this program, mate, but uh, that's the way we go. Oh, it's all too serious. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, I have to say that there was a... I thought there were a lot of fools out there as well. I mean, like, there were a lot of mistakes going on very early. I mean, like, it was hard to get practice laps in and, and qualifying as well. I mean, just yeah. people just doing silly things so quickly. Yeah, outlap in first practice, Ryle Harris into the wall. You know, I, I like the guy, but he, he, he does go full on straight up. So he it, made his either, you know, he's either win or bin. Yeah, yeah and, and, he, and he is quick. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes he just pushes it a little bit too far. Um, and yeah, so first lap on the outlap of, uh, of our first practice session, 
I didn't, we, we didn't even, no one completed a full-time lap until the second practice session and even then you only got, we only got two. So it, um, yeah, it's the kind of track that jumps out and bites you if you make a mistake, you know. It's like it, surfers, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, there's nowhere to hide. Exactly, exactly. It's, there's a lot of tracks, you know, you go to Eastern Creek and you, you make a mistake and you put a wheel in the dirt. You go to, you go to, uh, you go to the Homebush and you make a mistake and you cause a red flag. So it's, uh, I mean, I liked it for that. I liked it for that because I think a lot of the tracks are, are a bit forgiving these days. It's, it makes a, puts a premium on the guy that can go out and knock his mirror in and, and, and not scratch the car. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where it really, with the homework, it, it paid off for us. So, but man, it was sometimes it was pretty funny to, to, to go screaming past the guys that were getting lapped and they, you know, flat tires and the wheels pointing in all directions and it's the kind of track that just, you know, punishes it punishes a fool. You're yeah, right. there were there were a few games being played there, and I thought, geez, and some of them should have known better because that turn eight, you could just see that Charlie Kovacs was going to just take the line. He He's just walled go, him, isn't he? He just went, man. And Gary McDonald had nowhere to go, and no. Gary's just gone. You know that Charlie, he just done. He's, it's fair, but. You know that he's not going to give you much. Space. Yeah, exactly. And and Char- uh, Gary, you know, in retrospect, it, you would he probably would have done it a bit differently. But he, all, all he was doing, he, he he gives room, he expects from Gary McDonald. You know, he's a, he's an intimidating racer, but he's fair too, mm. which is what I really like about him. And he took a risk on around the outside of Charlie. I mean, man. And, well, Charlie and, uh, just wasn't going to give him. The Charlie room. never. Charlie ne- it was never. Charlie was never going to give him room. You're right. And he, and. And Gary would have made the corner, but Charlie gave him a bit of a touch-up, bam, into the wall, you know? Yeah, so yeah, no. I was just happy he got going again, because otherwise I would have lost my little gap I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a great way to finish the year. So um, you're not uh, going to Utes next year. You've decided to, to go overseas. In fact, you weren't sure whether you wanted to go and speak German and do sports car racing over in, uh, in, uh, in Europe or, or do something over in the US. So uh, how have you... How's the, how's the cards gone, right? Yeah, it's it's been a you know it's been an interesting thing to find out. You know, I think uh, there were two real choices. You're right. It was either go in America and, and run around in circles, or go to Europe and, and play sports cars. And I think sports cars would have been you know glamorous. It would have been fancy. I would have been running in you know cool cars and going to cool tracks and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, would I be would I be a better driver at the end of it? I'm not sure. Um, on the other hand, America, um, you've got, we're looking at these late model cars and, and they're, it's the hardest school there is. There's 8,000 of these guys driving late models every year and, uh, and you're talking about a 15 second lap. So you look for hundreds like we look for tents um, and uh, you know, it's just, it's the hardest, dirtiest school of racing there is. And I think, you know, if nothing else at the end of it, I'll come out a better driver. So. I think that's uh, it's got to be the number one priority is to because I just want to get better and better. I don't think I think um, you know I've, I've improved a lot this year, but I've still got a hell of a long way to go. So I don't know something 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 about the ovals is, is calling, mate. I, I uh, you know I like the way they race. I like the way they do things over there, and it's it's cheap and uh, you can um, you I can do you can a lot of racing for not much money exactly you know and going over there unknown is obviously going to be costly for me in the first year um, given that we've uh, and it's especially hard given that we're completely uh, self uh, self-sufficient with the ute you know um, doesn't cost us anything to go racing in the ute and actually return a little profit because we're able to re- give a return to the sponsor but America you know you're starting afresh and, and I think um, 
it's going to be a good challenge. You know, a whole new market, a whole new sort of way of thinking, and you've pretty much got to throw out the window everything you know about racing and start again. So that's a challenge, and I, I, that's what I liked about the youths. I love the challenge of it. You know, getting to the point where you were able to consistently be up the front and qualify well, and, and so I suppose it's time to move on to the next step. The number one thing that I seem to notice about people who are new to uh, American oval racing in whatever category, whether it's Sprint Cup or Nationwide or the or the trucks or, or Camping World or whatever, that they are they are very um, very quick to want to be humble in front of everyone else, whether they actually are doing that on track. You know, they sort of go. And I think uh, Marcus Ambrose is one of his techniques of coming yeah. through has been going. Look, you know, um, I really really want to do the right thing and you know yep. respect these guys internally he's probably going well they can all get fucked but yeah exactly right <laughs> and it, that's and that's what it's like you know the, the guys over there you know you're on their turf now you know and that's it's they've been doing it for years and they've been running around and and these guys are make no mistake about it there's a heap of good drivers over there and the way that they run the series this sort of um self-policing thing you know if you if you're not friends with the right people, you just don't go anywhere. And they'll, if you if you wreck someone, they'll wreck you the next week. And it's the same. But how thing. does it, how do they get away with that? I mean, like you know, let's look at you know your father who's been in the like, in the judicial system for the youths. I mean, what's his take on it? He going crikey, I'd be doing like doing the you know courtroom battles till like midnight on Tuesday after every event. That's it. It's um, it, go, it goes back to the old thing, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think yeah, right. It takes a bit of if you if you if you race clean and you don't give anyone a, a, a reason to to uh, to do it to you. Like and you if if you race clean and hard, I think that's the way to that's the way to do it over there because you'll earn their respect. Um, you know, to, to them you're just another road ringer you know coming in from uh, overseas to try and hustle in and take all of their sponsorship money so of course they're going to be a bit hostile to you but if you can like you said it that the humble route seems to be the way that a lot of people are going and that's simply because it's it's um it's such a uh, um a closed in network you know there's all these guys have been racing it forever and, and they're, they're very territorial and and you need to earn their respect you can't you can go in and demand it with speed, and that's one way to do it. Um, but if you if you can if you can be fast and get up to the point where you're winning races, but also you know race hard and clean, then you know you're gonna you're gonna have more success. And if someone if someone develops a vendetta against you, you're not gonna finish a race. So I think that's I think that's the right approach. You know, and, and having talked to Marcus a fair bit with that sort of stuff, and he's starting to give me a bit of guidance with that. It seems to be the right way to approach it, you know. Go over there, softly, softly. But you know, we're not. You're not here to muck around either. So mm. you go over there and, and drive your best, but uh, but make sure that you're you're um, you're watching your p's and q's at the same time until until you've got a bit of until I've got a bit of familiarity with you. So the plan is to shoot over there early February, and um, uh, you got a spare bed there at Marcus's place, which is like you know bloody handy isn't it yeah it's you great in there haven't you exactly so the old man's come in handy <laughs> well i actually uh, met marcus for the first time at uh, at homebush and i said so i'm thinking about coming over and doing late models and he said you want my advice george he said don't he said don't come it's too hard and i think he was trying to test me i think he was trying to get a feeling for how badly i wanted it mm-hmm. um and uh, obviously, you know, the weekend went well for us, and it was good that he was there to see that. Um, you know, probably it was pretty timely. Yeah, <laughs> if um, anything, if you're doing a rabbit. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, you know we went and and, uh, and caught up with him uh, down in, in Launceston uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and uh, you know I think what it got to him was that he said don't go, and then which, to which we replied, all due respect, but I'm coming anyway. Yeah. And uh, he just wanted to figure out how hard we wanted it, and he knows that now. And and, he, and to his credit, he's he's extending the olive branch. He's really going to give me a hand and. He's going to help point me in the right direction, which is good. Um, and yeah, like you said, I bet it is place until I find my own, uh, find my own uh, joint over there is uh, is going to be a huge help. And he's he's even offered to lend me a car, which is great. Mate, that's very handy. Um, now that uh, now that the, you know the news is coming out and and, and the mainstream will be out probably soon. But, you know, of course, exclusive here on Radio Hotlap. Yeah. I'm sure like Crusher will be on the phone to you going, look, um, are we going to extend the the tours? To include you in it as well. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you never know what's going on with Crusher, um, but uh, but yeah, look, I think um, you know, getting over there and, and, and having a family friend in in Barry Graham um, running the the Richard Petty experience over there. There's a lot of Aussies over there running now. Um, it's you know, it's just another it's another great contact and. Um, getting a bit of an idea as to how it all works is, is generally the way to go. So, yeah, I think you know, with a bit of time and a bit of hard work, it's gonna we're gonna get there. But I think that the hard, the, the biggest thing is, is that I've got to throw out the rule book on this one and start afresh. You know, they they start talking about, um, you know, throwing, adding a bit of wedge and you know, doing all this sort of stuff and you know, set up setups that we don't necessarily know anything about in Australia. Um, Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks. The banana smoothie has arrived. Yes. Um, what, what a nice spot this is. Uh, you know, coming up here for a holiday, and you know you're you're here some of the time and working in the in the dealership. Yeah, it's it's um, viewers. George is, is fully dialed up to the max. You know, just the suit and tie, Mercedes sales job. You know, it's not it's not the jeans and t-shirt and race suit that you usually see him in. So it's all a bit it's all a bit it's all a bit um, it's all a bit healthy looking, mate. That's it, Hardy. Family business, mate. Um, no, it's 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 good. Port Macquarie's nice. It's um it's a bit quieter, so it's allowed me to get get on with my training a lot more. I'm sort of fitter than I've ever been at the moment, which is good. Um, but yeah, you're right. Family business, working at home in the car dealership, and uh, you know a lot of this a lot of this foray into America is self-funded. So I'm saving like crazy, and and you know. Yeah, that's why I bought lunch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for forty bucks you save another. You never, never miss an opportunity to dig an elbow in, do no, you, That's Hardy? right, absolutely. Wait, what's that going to do to your love life? Well, you've been just uh, quietly winding it down here, have you? Quietly winding it down is probably the right term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Look, uh, yeah, Where I think I'm coming. I think you know. I, uh, there's. Um, <laughs> I'm sure You've got me tongue-tied here. No, no. There's, there's, uh, you know, there's. I'm probably uh, a bit busy in Port Macquarie at the moment for girls, and uh, I might, you know, apparently they like our accent over there, so I might have some bit more luck over there. But no, I've just been a bit. You got to be a bit too much. I'm, I'm just focusing on making sure that when I get over there, I'm going to hit the ground running. Um, I want to make sure I can be as fit as I possibly am. And thank you. Right, George. What are you having, mate? I'm having the Mexicana burger. Which is uh, you know, sweet chili sauce and guacamole and everything. I'm, right. I'm back to looking healthy. <laughs> yes, viewers. Fried fish for Hardy. Fried fish. Well, man, I, wanted, I just, you know, I was thinking about having a flounder or something like that. And, you know, I've always been wanting to come to this place. But uh, I've never actually got here for, for one reason or another. So, mate, dig in because we can munch away and still sort of chat on this, you know, with the viewers. 
back while he's munching, I can tell a few stories. Now, um, moving on, mate. You did. Uh, you just. You just. You just threw me a bit before by saying you went up and did some speedway racing on the weekend. I mean, <laughs> he, he's nodding and he's got his mouth full of burger. But uh, how good was that? I mean, it was out of control. Um, a really nice guy in Port Macquarie, Nigel, called, saw my dad one day and said, oh, I heard your boys thinking about going to America. And Dad said yes, and he said, oh, well, I'll run some dirt late models. Does you want to come and have a drive? And I didn't know much about these late model cars and did a bit of... I thought, I thought oh, they can't be too dissimilar to what I'm going to run these in America. Like outlaw cars, like, like um, dirt speedway stuff. Yeah, speedway cars, but they're fully bodied. Um, oh, they're right. a wedge-looking thing. That's what we call them, sheds. Yeah. Yeah, they look like a they look like a big slice of cheese, you know. They're sort of narrow right. at one end and thick at the other. And uh, <laughs> I went a, I went and had a look at uh, had a look at this car, and as soon as I walked into the workshop, I knew this is nothing like what I'm going to be racing in America. <laughs> but he started to walk me around it, and I'm hearing all the right words. I'm hearing uh, methanol. <laughs> I'm hearing, um, you know. Uh, I'm hearing the full articulation. I'm hearing, you know, 850 horsepower and a thousand kilos on clay. So, you know, what could I do but say yes? And I went down and had a run on Saturday night, and um, absolutely loved it. I mean, I can't believe you can't believe the way that the things get around. And, and uh, so, yeah, it just um, was absolutely incredible. You know, the, the way they get the power to the ground, and and they pretty much you know, will do a whole lap on three wheels with the left front wheel hanging in the air most of it. So it's. Um, Oh, it was great fun, and, and I've got to admit, I felt like I'd probably bitten off a bit more than I could chew because I've never run on clay before, and to jump into something like that. But yeah, no, it was. Um, Turned out to be easier than you thought. No, no look, was, you know, just they know their setup. So it was great fun. It was, you know, you get out of the car and you feel like just want to, you feel like you want to just have a have a big uh, give yourself a big cheer and jump around and everything because it was just such an adrenaline rush. You know, you, you look at your hands and they're shaking all over the place from the amount of uh, fun you've just had. So no, it was it was an absolutely perfect thing and and hopefully you know we might be able to run it uh, at Parramatta and on the 17th. So um, I'm looking forward to that and, and that's uh, a, definitely a possibility. Earlier in the year you, you took a trip over to to Europe. Probably um, I think you said you went over there with your dad to initially to Monza and as a guest of uh, Ann Neal, um, Mark Webber's partner, and then had a bit of a sniff around sports cars. Just I know now that you've chosen to go the American way. What, what did you find, and, and you know what was the what was the vibe in the sports car um, s- society? No, it was great. It's um, uh, no dad in uh, we we went to went to uh, Monza. You're right, and and that was. Uh, you know, it's not. They're not. Anne isn't really in the in the in the world that I'm in in terms of racing. Uh, I can't fit into a Formula car, so that's one that's one one negative. Um, but after that, we went we went over to England and, and and we really had a great time. You know, Dad went over and raced uh, British Formula Three for a season or two, and all the guys he used to know as as the knockabout blokes are now you know running everything. Guys like Alan Docking and and. Um, uh, Mr. Gow, who now runs the British Touring Cars, and and um, you know uh, um, all the rest of them, they just the amount of contacts you can't you can't believe the, from the old days. Um, so we uh, we actually split up when we got to got to the UK. Dad and my brother Harry went down to the Goodwood Revival and and saw all the old cars beating around, and and um, and I went up Would to. Would they go period? 
Uh, they did on the Sunday. Your yeah. Dad in a top hat. Yep, yep. Dad, Dad had a had a uh, bought a hat and he had a cravat and everything. Oh, you know, it was it was full. Going to do a cooking show. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, yeah, and then whereas I went up to the British touring cars. Um, yeah, uh, you've hooked up with uh, Andy Preo, I hear. Yeah, I got, I, uh, I got to know him at Bathurst actually, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it was a different world, you know. It's not not as not quite as big a circus as V8 supercars, um, not as many people and, and crowds and that sort of thing. But it's it's definitely a different vibe, and there's something that that um, you know a lot of things can learn from that. They've got they're quite. Uh, uh, the way that they run their racing race meeting pretty much all on the Sunday, three races in one day and all that sort of stuff was really good. And um, yeah, it was just uh, a, um, uh, it was great. And, and one of Dad's old mates, again, was, was, is a guy by the name of Dick Bennett who actually runs the uh, West Surrey Racing who are current reigning British Touring Car Champions. And to be a guest of them and be able to, to, to be part of uh, um, the team on the weekend and having team radios and talking to the drivers and getting to know guys like Colin Turkington and Anthony Reid and all those guys was, was just fantastic. Oh, mate, I happened to just turn on the, the TV and I think it was Rockingham Race or something like that just recently and I, I just doing a double take. I went, is that George standing there? You know, like, and yeah, I know you knew you'd gone off, but I, I didn't know that you'd actually gone to see a, a, a touring car around. I go, that's too odd. I swear that's George. Yeah. And it was there, there, yeah. It was actually pretty interesting, interesting racing. I, I, I was like, I don't, you know, there's a bit of touch-up going on. Yeah, well, being being there, it was probably one of the most um, uh, intense races I've seen. Um, it was the way that they, you know, because I, we had a bit invested being there with the team and everything like that, the way that the, the, the three championship sort of leaders were biffing and barging and getting into each other, it was great. Um, but, you know, Gow... Gowie really rules that play, that that series with an iron fist. You know, he, he the people he wants to let get away with it, get away with it. The people he doesn't, don't. So it, it's all there to promote a good good race and a good championship. And you know, it's um, it's uh, it was definitely a good experience for sure. But yeah, to come back and it was all about seeing all the options, um, getting getting a, a hold of all the options and seeing what's out there. And and in the end, we're we're, we're moving back towards a, a run in America in these late models, as, as we said. Mate, that uh, it sounds really, really exciting because you've seen that a lot of the manufacturers are pulling back on their involvement in British Touring Car Championship and, and, and conversely are, are sort of extending their, their brand uh, involvement with, with Le Mans series and stuff like that. BMW is going to be running um, you know, a couple of um, M3s over there in the Le Mans series and there are some other brands coming out of the out of the woodwork now with um, Stefan Rattel's first year of the World FIA GT Championship. It doesn't look like Australia's on that. I think we're going to see, uh, you know, a huge, a huge, um, you know, resurgence to sports cars. And not, you know, as Bogue says, a sports car tragic. You know, yep. but you know, I just, I sort of, I sort of love that. You know, it's nice already at this early part of the year to know that you know Le Mans is, is all sorted out with, uh, with with Alan and and and, and Dominic Farnbacher and, and Hancock and, and also with. Uh, with Brabs in the, in the Acura, which they'll be yeah. taken over there. And that's a bit of an odd story because they're actually going to be running, even though Brabs won the um, American Le Mans series top category there, they're going to run a P2 car over there because the rules are now starting to favour a little bit more of the P2 two cars and with the other big brand guys, big brand guys starting to pull back on their involvement like you know the Audi's going look we're going to do an R15 successor but for two, 2011 and same with Peugeot it's sort of you know it 
could be it could be could be a year to go with Brabs, and if ever there's a um, if ever there's a guy that's going to be able to topple the diesels in a petrol car, I mean, you'd have to go with him. Well, he's put himself in a fantastic position, hasn't he? You know, he he now you know with uh, Highcroft, he's um, he's now aligned to Honda Performance Development. So yeah, that's not all love, though. Pardon? There's not a lot of all love going on. Uh, <laughs> Let's just say Highcroft's holding HPD to contracts. Oh, right. Because HPD, they, they had dumped Fernandez going, look, we're, we're out of here. Yep. Um, but um, uh, Duncan Dayton has really gone, hang on a minute, the fine print says, you'll be good. And so... Um, there's always wheels within wheels, isn't there, mate? That's right. Um, and then there's, you know, there's the tie-up there that uh, the Acura was actually designed by Nick Worth. Mm-hmm. Which is um, behind the, what, the new um, form one of the new Formula One team. Yeah, and it's, and it's one of the first cars that they, they designed completely using the CFD. Correct. Um, and which is the, the same thing as you're going to use in the F1 car. So it's obviously it's it's capable of producing a good car. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if it can work in that sort of ultra 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 high competitive situation that is Formula One. Well, I think the, the flamboyancy of Richard Branson will. Um, Will um, you know emanate throughout the team there, and I mean they're always they're always um, they're always someone you know to do it do it differently. I mean like he's trying to do the first commercial gig into space, you know like that sort of. I mean they've probably done that on the computer. I can't think they did a, a scale model of that. Well, did you see the see the, the photos from the launch? It looks like they're all rock stars, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the team uniforms are a leather bomber jacket. It's pretty, you know. They 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 definitely do things a bit differently, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm, I'm excited to see what they sort of come up with. Yeah, like very very exciting stuff. Mate, I'm going to let you finish your burger um, because you, you, I see you're dying to get that down. But I can all I'd like to say, mate, is wish you all the very best. Thanks, for, for the for the trip over there, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you during the year. You know, I'll, no doubt I'll be over there annoying you at some point. <laughs> or another and um, no doubt mate all the very very best George thanks mate and thanks for listening viewers